Hello and good morning, everybody. Good morning. This is Emma Nadler. How are you doing, Emma? I am doing well. Thank you for for having me here. Absolutely. You've hit that moment. I mean, when you're sitting there putting the paragraphs together, creating thoughts that are going to put pictures inside our imaginations, you, this is that moment where you get to say, all right, I now relinquish this story to these people and they need to know my side of the journey. Exactly. And this has been a really fun part of the process. I'm enjoying spreading the word about this book, hearing from people about how it's moving them, laughing, crying, the whole thing. It's, this has been a really cool part of the process. Well, the, the unlikely village of Eden, it's, it's planted a lot of thoughts inside my own path. And the reason why is because adapting to reality when dreams don't materialize. I did a thing on, on iHeartRadio yesterday that was based on when things don't go as planned. And I know darn good and well that the inspiration from this book was a part of that conversation. Great. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. I think it is a theme that so many people can relate to. I think almost everyone at some point in their life has that experience where they think, okay, this is how my life is going to be. And then there's a departure from that. There's a, there's a, there's a change from what you expected to what becomes life. And, and, and I think that's a near universal truth. And isn't it odd that we, we, we change so often? Most people say, I don't like change. My wife and I are going through what's called the Swedish death cleaning. And when we throw things away, I'm going, you mean to tell me I once had this? Oh, my God. Why, why did I even take that walk? I love a good house cleaning. I actually really support you on this. And to the point where my husband is like, anytime we're missing something, he's like, did you give that away? Yeah. Because I just, I love to just to do that organizing and cleansing and get it out but sometimes you can overdo that too so be careful like don't throw away heirlooms for example yeah. like you know you gotta be pace yourself is what i would what i would recommend absolutely now to put this story together to put this book out here for us what what was the journey like because I'm, I'm always interested in where the seed was first planted like my last book was 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 uh, came to me while i was walking through a mall and it's like why a Ooh. mall and and so what, wow. what where did it start for you that is cool to hear that origin story. That's the first time I've heard that from someone, by the way. Like, who knew malls were were inspiration? But anything can be inspiration. Mm-hmm. And I wrote this book, The Unlikely Village of Eden, because when I got my daughter's diagnosis, and my daughter was diagnosed with a rare genetic deletion that um, impacted all of her functioning. She unfortunately lives on a feeding tube. Mm-hmm. She has developmental delays and severe autism and so when i got her diagnosis and and when we got it we had no idea how it would play out because her genetic difference is so rare that there wasn't a roadmap for her and there was so much uncertainty and i really i really wanted a book that spoke to me that shared this journey in a way that was also funny and light but heavy in terms of the heartbreak of it and the grief of it but also uh, portrayed mothers as the complex people that we are that that portrayed parents as the complex people that we are i didn't want to just fully sacrifice my entire life for my daughter i want to give her everything i can and i also want to be a person 
And I wanted to see that reflected. I hadn't seen that yet before. Yeah. See, and that's that's the kind of story that even my, my sister would be pulled to in the, in the way that because she was a caretaker of my father, my mother and my brother. And she needed to hear stories like this because it, it makes them feel like, OK, I'm not alone. I, yeah. I, I I get to be with somebody and I don't have to physically go have a conversation with anybody because that conversation is right here in this book. Exactly. And I love reading memoir because and I've devoured so many of them because it does. It can help you feel less alone. It can be almost like a little support group. Mm -hmm. And for caregivers especially, and there are 53 million caregivers in the United States right now, but we can feel so alone and so isolated because so much of our work is not seen. We're tucked away in homes or other care centers. We don't get to be seen for what we're doing. So, and, and we also have to spend a lot of time with the person we're caring for, which takes us away from other people, other activities, other parts that can help lift us up. So it can be such a lonely enterprise to be a caregiver. And and I agree, I mean, books have helped me so much through this process. So I do hope I can pass that along to others who might be feeling really isolated right now. That humorous edge, I, I love that because what happens is it shows your human side because there are things that people don't see that make us laugh. And then when you choose to share it with us, oh my God, it's like light. Yeah, it, it really it really helps, I think, to keep that lightness there and just to bring it with the heavy because I think even if you're not a caregiver, there's a lot of heaviness in life, right? We've We've all been through a pandemic. We've all seen something we probably never thought we would see before. Yeah. Maybe we're seeing the effects of that on our children, on our older parents, whatever it is on ourselves. We have come through a lot of intensity. And so I think that we need to also bring joy and laughter and music and I would say dance parties, I would recommend. Um, whatever we can do to also hold all of it I'm a real big fan of holding the heartache and being real about what's hard, but also having a good time. Because I think when we go one way or the other, we're not acknowledging the full spectrum of human experience. Yeah, but you know it's really, really tough right now, Emma, is this thing called ghosting. When you want to reach mm -hmm. out there and help somebody, and, and I mean, you're giving your heart, you're giving it all, you're all and all of a sudden, you're blocked on a smartphone. They're, you're blocked in your email. And it's like, you can't block me out. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I think ghosting is, is a very difficult thing to contend with because in a way it is a form of loss without closure. And that's part of, and Dr. Pauline Voss, um, who's a researcher and educator who worked with the university of Minnesota coined this term ambiguous loss. It's, it's a loss without closure or some form mm -hmm. of clarity. And in a way, ghosting is a is a form of that where you don't know what happened. You don't know why you don't get that information. So, yeah, that is a very, very hard thing to confront. So in the unlikely village of Eden, when you go through personal challenges and changes that, you know, that basically you, you could not have laid out for yourself. It, it, it comes from out of nowhere. Is, where where is your Eden? Where is it in your moment of now? Where do you find your solitude and basically, you know, your your reality of being mindful? Hmm, That's a great question. I find the most relief 
and joy through my relationships with other people. Yeah. I find the most comfort in connection, in not being alone in it, in friendships, in my neighbors. And the reason I put the title as the unlikely village of Eden is because, you know, I found people through this grief journey that were unexpected. You know, my neighbor who's in her 70s is somebody in my village. My, um, you know, a nurse that I connected with became our extended family. You know, this isn't like, I mean, I have young kids and it's not like, oh, I just found another mom who has kids the exact same ages as me. Like that isn't, that doesn't always line up that way in life. Sometimes you have to find people that you didn't know would be a part of the village. And that's one of the messages I also wanted to share is let's find connection in unexpected places. Let's look for it everywhere because when we look for it and we reach out for it and we're willing to try and take the risk to connect, it works. People want that. Yeah. They want generally what we want, which is to connect. When when you bump into people like that, I always look at it as being, we've lived this life before. It just took this long to get back. Mm, I love that. That's great. And and it, 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 it and you feel like you're with family. You you It's like, oh, this is what I've been missing in my life because now I can have a place to have that conversation. I, I love having a conversation. People say I talk way too much. But the thing is, is that I, I think it's a, a survival mechanism. I also love having a conversation. And I'm really enjoying this conversation with you and what you're bringing to it. And I agree. I think that having a conversation is... It is the way to exchange ideas and the way to understand each other and boost empathy, which is really what we need in our world right now is to have conversations with people, not just people like us, but people who are different from us, people of different views, different religions, different demographics. Um, What if we have a conversation? I think that's really what promotes understanding, especially when we're willing to listen. Yeah, yeah. You'll hear me a lot say, teach me, teach me. I I promise you I'll do better. Just teach me. I I need to know your language so that I can use it in a real conversation here. That's great. Yes. And really direct and upfront, which I appreciate. Yeah. You're, you're, it sounds like you're not from Minnesota. No, I'm, fr- I'm from Mon- yeah. I'm, I'm from Montana, and I just it's just, and then I think one of the biggest life changers for me is that during the lockdown, I was starving for people so much. So my wife said, "Go get a job at a grocery store so you can be with your people." And and in radio, we imagine people exist. When you're in that grocery store, people do exist. That that was a life changer for me to be there with them. That is great. What a creative way through to. Yeah, to be of service too during that time and and to see the need that you have, which is a need that every single person has. We we are wired for connection. We need it. We need belonging. That's a part of us um, that's come through evolution that we need other people. And I think we're getting away from that. Yeah. And and we need to get back to it because that we do better when we when we're together. Yeah. We have to have a real conversation here, Emma, in the way that this this every day we keep hearing about these AIs. And today I heard about what Google is doing with with the writing and things. I'm so afraid that how are you protecting your 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 writing voice from an AI coming in and stealing your style? Is is it even possible? This is fascinating to me, this question. And this is the first time anyone's asked me this. So that's a great question when I've never been asked. Um I don't know. I don't know. I all I can say is 
I just write what I write. I, I am who I am. And I think that we all as people have something unique that robots or AI or um, technology cannot replace. Yeah. Um, so I think let's all just keep being who we are. I'm not sure if we can fully protect ourselves from that, but I'm definitely going to keep trying. Yeah. Is that maybe connected to, because I, I love this quote about you and I, I want to grow with it, creating your own unperfect path, creating your own unperfect path or imperfect path. That blows me away because it's like, wow, I don't have to go and try to be the best. Just be myself. Yeah, I think being ourselves is is what we can do. And yeah, there's been many people who who have talked about imperfection. Brene Brown has a beautiful book, The Gifts of Imperfection. Um, many people who have come before me have talked about these concepts and I really want to take it and carry it forward that we we are all imperfect that's what actually makes us interesting yeah. that's what makes us relatable that's not something we have to protect from others seeing but that's actually the way that we can find true connection wow you've got to come back to this show anytime in the future emma the, the door is always going to be open for you Thank you so much. I really I really enjoyed this talk with you. I think you have great questions and and ideas and I appreciated how forthcoming you were about your own experience. So thanks so much for having me on the show. You bet. You be brilliant today, okay? Okay. You too. Thank you.